Shalom to all. Today's office is Gaydaf Membez, and we're starting at the top line with the words Amar Raba. And today's daf is sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Meisha, Hernish Shama Shadavanolia, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Freda Chayubela, Bas Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shama Shadavanolia. At the beginning of the Gemara in the previous Amud, we brought a Machlekes Rebbe in the Chachamim regarding a slave being partially freed by his master. Rebbe says Kana, David's kind of himself partially, whereas the Chacham say like Kana, he's not kind of himself at all. So the Gemara says Amar Raba Raba tells us Machlekes b'Shechur Chetzi Chetzi. The whole Machlekes is when the master frees his slave partially, but still retains partial ownership of him. But if he freed half and sold half of his slave, or gave the other half of his slave as a present to somebody else, since the ownership of the slave is leaving his original master in its entirety, partially this way, partially that way, but now the slave is completely not owned by his first master, everyone agrees that the slave is kind of himself partially. Normally, Abai Abai told Rabbi, Rebbe and their bond don't argue even in the case of Kulai. What do you mean? Vatani Chad, we have one brass that says, if a person writes over his Nechasim to two of his Avadim, Kanu, they're kind of themselves, Umeshachim Zezeh, and they free each other. We know that if a person writes over to his Eved, I'm giving you all of my possessions, so that means that he's also giving the Eved himself, so the Eved goes free. So over here, the brass is telling us that when he writes over all of his possessions to two of his Avadim, that would mean right now in our Havamina that each of them are kind of half of the Nechasim, which means each of them are kind of themselves partially and the other Eved partially, and now each Eved frees the other half of the other Eved. However, Tani, the Chanada Brasa says, Aymer, if a master said, All my Nechasim are given to this fellow and that fellow my Avadim, they're not even kind of themselves. Now my love, it must be, the first Brasa is Rabbi and the second Brasa is the Rabbanon. So we see that there really is Machlekes Rabbi and the Rabbanon, even when we're talking about a case of Kulu, meaning the master completely relinquishes possession of his Eved, but the Eved's only partially free. So Gmar says, Loy, that's not true. It's not a Machlekes Rabbi and the Rabbanon. And we don't have a steer in between the braces. Both of these braces are the Rabbanon. However, Hadam or Kulai, the first prize is referring to a case where the master said, I'm giving all of my possessions to you, my Eved, and to you, my Eved. Whereas Hadam or Chetzi Chetzi, the second prize is referring to where the master said, I'm giving you, Eved, half of my possessions, and you, my other Eved, the other half of the possessions. And that's when the second prize said that Avadim aren't freed. Ask Lagmar, how could you say that? The Seifa of that second prize says, If the master said, Chetzi Chetzi, then I'm giving you half and you half, like Kanu, they're not kind to of themselves. So that's Masha the Resha, the second price is talking about where he gave over all of his possessions to Zeved, not just half of them. And that would mean that there's a steer between the first price and the second price. So Gemara says, no, Prusha Kamafaris, the safe of the second price is just an explanation of the Resha. What did we say? Af Atzman like Kanu, they're also not kind of themselves. Kate said, what's that referring to? Kigain, for example, and this is the safe of the second price, the Amar Chatsi Chatsi, we had told each of these Avadim that they get half of his possessions. And Hachinam Estab, it's actually logical to say that. If you want to say the Resha of the second price, is referring to where he told both his avadim that they could have all of his possessions. Hashta Amar Kulai Laikanu. Now that we're saying in the Rish of the Brisa, according to this explanation, that when he tells both of his avadim that they could have all of his possessions, they're not kind to of themselves. Amar Chetzi Chetzi Mubaya. When he tells each of his avadim that they can have half of his possessions, the Brisa needs to tell me that they're not kind to of themselves. Of course, they're not kind to of themselves. So it must be that the Seifa is just an explanation of the Rasha. But now the Gemara says, Imishem Ha Laikiria. If that's the reason why you want to say that the Seifa has to be explaining the Rasha, that's not a valid proof because we could really say the Seifa is not explaining the Reisha, it's revealing something about the Reisha that I wouldn't have known. 
and it could be telling us the following. Shaloi Tomer, don't say that the Reisha is talking about a case where he told each of his Avadim they could have half of his possessions. Aval, however, you might make the Diok, Amar, if the master said Kulai, that they could both have all of his possessions, Kanu, then they're going to be cutting themselves. So that's why Tanu Seifa, the Amar Chatsi Chatsi, that's why the Seifa, the second Brisa, tells us Beferosh that the master had said half to you and half to you. Mechlal the Reisha, the Amar Kulai. That's Mashma that the Reisha, the second Brisa, is referring to where the master had told both of his Avadim that they could have all of his possessions. And Vafilu Hachilai Kanu, even so, they're not Kaina. So we don't necessarily have a Raya to this explanation. Madligmar says, Vibai Sam, alternatively, we could answer the seeming stira between the first price and the second price. So, like Kasha, there's no stira. Kan Bishtar Echad. The second price is talking about where the master wrote this to his Avadim in one star, which means that on the same piece of paper he wrote, all of my Nechasim are being given to you and to you, my Avadim. And that's not going to work because one star can't be Kaina for both of them. Whereas Kan Bishtar is, the first price is talking about where he wrote two separate stars, one for each of his Avadim, and somebody was Kaina in those stars for the Avadim. So simultaneously, both Avadim were Kaina all of their master's possessions. Meaning they both became free. The Gemara asked, hold on a second, Bishtar Echad, if you want to say the second price is talking about where he wrote that all of his possessions are being given to both of his Avadim, but he wrote them in the same star, Mayuri Chatsi Chatsi. Why does it say for the price I have to talk about where he wrote half of his possessions to both of his Avadim? Even if he wrote all of his possessions to both of his Avadim, they're not going to be kind to themselves because he wrote it in the same star. So Gemara says, that's not a problem. That's what the Bryce is telling us. When the Bryce says they're not kind to themselves, what's that talking about? when their master wrote this in the same star. But if the master wrote two separate stars, then they are kind of themselves. And this is what the Sefer of the Brass is telling us. If the master had said, you get half and you get half, even if he had written that in two separate stars, they're still not going to be kind of themselves. Now, a third understanding of these two Brasses. Alternatively, we could say, there's no steer between the Brasses. The first Brass is talking about where he was makna all of his possessions to both of them at the same time. But the second Brass is talking about about where he was makna all of his possessions to both of his avadim one after the other. The Gemara held in. How does that make sense? We understand in the second b'raisa we would say that the second evid wouldn't be kind of himself because the first one was kind of all the nechasim first. But at least we should say that the first evid is kind of himself and he's kind of his fellow evid because he was the first one that got a star that said I'm being makna all of my possessions to you, Mister Evid of mine. And why don't we say that? So the Gemara says you're right. It must be like we. Had learned previously, and that this is not a valid answer between these two brises. Now, Ravashi and Ravashi gives a different explanation. Shani Hasim, the second brise is different to Kakari Luhu Avadai because in the Shtar he called them my Avadim. So even though it seems to be that he's giving all of his possessions to his Eved, since he's calling them my Avadim, obviously he's intending to retain them as his Avadim, and he's not really intending to set them free. However, Amalei Rafam Ravashi, Rafam Es Ravashi, Avadai Shayukvar. Maybe when the master writes the word Avadai in the Shtar, he's simply referring to them as such because they used to be his Avadim, but not that he's retaining them. As Avadim, and how to know that's true because Milay Tana doesn't say in the Mishnah, if a person writes over all of his Nechasim to his Eved, his Eved goes free. Let's say the master left over a little bit of land for himself, so then the Eved doesn't go free because we say that since the master is leaving over some land for himself, we assume he's also leaving over the Eved and he doesn't intend to give the Eved his freedom. Whereas Shimon says, really the Eved's always going to go free, even if the master retains some land for himself. Until the master says, 
all of my possessions are given to this fellow, my Eved, except for one ten thousandth of them. And in that case, since it's unspecified what the master is leaving over, we say it must be that he's leaving over the Eved. Now, what do we learn from here? The reason why we're saying the Eved doesn't go free is because the master said, I'm leaving over one ten thousandth of my possessions. But if the master didn't say that, Kani, the Eved would be kind to himself. But am I? Why would you say he should be kind to himself for Vashi? For Eved Kokarile, he called him his Eved. He said, all my Nechazim are being given to my Eved. Ella must be that Avdi Shahayak fire. He's simply saying, I'm giving over all my possessions to this fellow who used to be my Eved. Hachanami, so to over here, when we're talking about a master writing over all of his possessions to two of his Avadim, Avadai Shahayak fire, when he calls them his Avadim, he just intends that they used to be my Avadim, but they're not my Avadim anymore. So this Ravashi answered as the seeming steer between the two is not valid. And we continue talking about this Eved who's partially freed. Not Chayshar, let's say an ox gored this Eved. So Yom Shal Rabbi, if this Eved was gored on the day that he's working for his master, the Rabbi. So the payment that has to be made to this Eved by the owner of the ox is paid to the master. Yom Shal Atzmai, but if this ox gored the Eved on the day that he's free, meaning on a day that he doesn't have a master, he's working for himself, La'atzmai, so the payment by the owner of the ox gets given to the Eved himself. Asking more Elamiyatu, that's really so, Yom Shal Rabbi, so on a day that he's working for his master, Yisa Shevcha, he should be allowed to marry a shefcha because he's considered an Eved and Yom Shal Atzmai on the day that he's working for himself meaning he's not working for his master he's considered a free man so he should be able to marry a Bas Yisrael so Gemara says no we're not saying that he's considered part Eved part Ben Chayrin in regards to Esser that wouldn't go so far in regards to Mominus yes he's partially free partially an Eved but in regards to an Esser that we don't say and he's still considered to have Eved status and we continue discussing this fellow who's half Eved half Ben Chayrin and this concept that when he gets damaged depending on which day it is depends on who's going to get that payment. If he's working for his master that day, so his master would get the payment. Whereas if he's working for himself that day, meaning he's a free man that day, so he would get the payment. So Gemara says, Tashma, If his sharma would kill the person who's half evid, half ben chayrin, half kenas is paid to the master, and half kaifer is paid to the yarshim of the evid. So just explains for a moment. A sharmud is an ox that's known to be wild, and its owner has to pay more when it damages, as opposed to if it was a tom, which means it's assumed to be docile and tame. So if a sharmud kills an evid, the ox's owner has to pay the evid owner 30 sela, regardless of how much the Eved was worth. And that means that said payment falls under the category called kenas. It's just viewed as a fine. But if the ox kills a ben chayrin, the owner pays kaifer, which is the value of the one killed. And we see over here that when the one who was killed was a half Eved, half ben chayrin, so half this kenas payment goes to the master and half the kaifer payment goes to his yarshim. Ask more am I? Why is that so? Hachinami lema, we should also say over here, yom shal rabbi le rabbi, yom shal asmei le atzmai, that it depends on which day this Eved was killed. If he was killed on the day that he's working for his master, so the entire kenas payment should go to his master. And if he was killed on the day that he was working for himself, meaning he was free that day, so the entire Kaifer payment should be made to his Yarshim. So Gemara says, no, that's not a question. Shani Hacha, this case is different to Kakalya Karna, because the Karen, the principal value of this person, is completely gone because now he's killed. So even if it was the day that he was working for himself, now that he's dead, that part value that was still owned by his master needs to be paid to the master, and that's why half Kanas is paid to the master. So that's the Gemara, okay, Karna. So what's a case where we would say that the Karen, the principal value of the Eved, is not gone? That means it's just regular damage to the Eved, and then it would depend who he's working for that day, and that person would get the payment. The answer is, This would be a case where the ox struck him on his hand, his hand withered, meaning it dried up, he has no use of his hand, but it's going to end up regenerating, it's going to end up getting better. So that's a case where the Karen hasn't disappeared, it's not like the Eved's dead, and he's going to regain the use of his hand, so then depending on who he's working for, if he's working for himself or he's working for his master, then that would depend who gets paid. But the market is asking, This works fine according to Abai that says, and in such a case, he gets Shevaz Gedailah and Shevaz Katana. Now, what's this referring to? So, Shevaz Gedailah and Shevaz Katana is really just talking about a classic case of Nizakin, where Ruven 
harm Shemin and let's just use the same case where he struck his arm and something happened to his arm and now we can't use it anymore. So Shevis Kadeli refers to the payments made for temporarily lowering Ruvain's value. Previously, he was worth a significant amount because he can engage in work that required use of both of his hands. But now that he only has use of one hand, he can only be a simple watchman of a field. So that difference in value is Shavas Gedayla. And this payment is in the category of Nezek, payment for damages. Now, Shavas Ketan knows how much he would actually earn being a watchman, and that's paid for the duration that Reuven is confined to bed because of the beating. And this is not a Nezek payment. This is Shavas, bed rest, or in legal terminology, disability payment. So the Gemara just told us that since according to Abai, Shavas Gedayla has to be paid in such a case, and as we just said, this is considered a Nezek payment, so the same would apply if the Shar was the one that inflicted the damage. The owner would have to pay, and this is important, because one only pays for Nezek that his Shar did, not for Sheves. So according to Baya, this is a fine scenario. If he's working for himself, he gets the payment. If he's working for his master that day, his master gets the payment. But the Gemara continues, according to Rava, the Amr that Rava says, then in such a case, Reuven will only have to pay for Shimon's disability of every single day, and he does not have to pay Sheves G'dayla. Well, hi, Shar, who in this case that we were discussing previously of the Shar doing the damage, that's referring to a Shar, Vashar Enim Shalamel, and Nezek, and a Shar only pays Nezek, and as we had said, Sheves G'dayla is Nezek, but Sheves Katana is not Nezek, it's just a regular disability payment. So according to Rava, this memory doesn't make sense. The Gemara answers, either you could take Sheikho Adam, they were referring to a case where a person struck the Eved, and not that a Shar struck the Eved. Alternatively, we could say, Memrahi. This is simply a Memra. It's not a Mishnah or a Brisa. Rava Rava doesn't hold to this Memra, so therefore we're not going to ask a question on Rava. I think Mark he was talking about this, who asked the following question. If an Eved, who was Mo'ok of Get Shechur, he was being withheld from his Get Shechur, meaning he was freed monetarily, for example, his master was Mafker him, but he never received the Get Shechur, and then he was killed by somebody else's ox. So does his master receive that Kanas or not? And what are the two sides to the coin? So on one hand, we would say, The Torah says that 30 Shkalim has to be paid to the master, the high lava who, and this guy's not his master anymore because he was Mafker him. I don't know, perhaps, keeping the Mechus Get Shechur, since he's lacking Get Shechur, the Evan never received that piece of paper that set him free completely, Adin Karina Bay. Maybe the master is still considered a master. So, Gemara Tamzariah, Toshma, Hemis Misha Chatsu Evid Chatsu Ben Chayrin, an ox killed this half Evid, half Ben Chayrin, Noisin Chatsi Kanas Larabai, Vichatsu Kafir Yarshov, so half Kanas is paid to the master, and half Kafir is paid to the Yarshim. My love, Kamishnah Chroina, isn't this referring to the Mishnah Chroina, which is what we had said in our Mishnah, that after Rasham explained their position with this half Evid, half Ben Chayrin, that we forced his remaining master to free that other half, Base Hill retracted their position and agreed to Base Shamai, and that means that this Evid is really only lacking Get Shechur, and still we see that the master receives half Kanas. So Gemara says, like Mishnah Rishayna, this is going on the Mishnah Rishayna, before Beis Hill retracted to Golik Beis Shammai, and according to that, he's considered a full-fledged half-evid, half-ben-chairin, and he's not just lacking his get shechur. he's really considered a full-fledged evid when he's working for his master, so that's why his master would receive half-kanas. So the Gemara attempts another eye, Toshma, Let's say the master knocked out his evid's tooth and then blinded his eye, and the Torah tells us that if he does so, he goes free. So Yaitzah he goes free because he got his tooth knocked out, and he has to pay him for the value of his eye. Now, if you're going to say that it's Eved, who was freed, but still didn't receive his Gat Shechur, deserves a Kanas if something happens to him, and that Kanas goes to the Master, well, now that you're saying that if someone else damaged this Eved, that Kanas would go to the Master, if his Master himself damaged him, and over here we're talking about his Master blinding his eye, we're going to give the Eved that Kanas? Of course we're not going to give the Eved Kanas, we're going to give the Master the Kanas. And by the fact that the Brisa says that the Master has to pay his Eved for blinding his eye, 
It must be that when we have this fellow who's just lacking get shechur, he's considered separate from his master, and his master wouldn't receive a knas for him. So Gemara says that's not a raya. Double command to Amar Maybe this is going according to the command of Amar that he doesn't need to get shechur, and the moment that his master knocked out his tooth, he automatically goes free, doesn't need anything else, and that's why he gets paid for his eye being blinded. And how do we know this? Atan, you have a brisa, but Kulan with all of these, and this is referring to twenty-four rashi evarim, the tip of an aver, such as a nose, fingers, and toes. Eved yaisabahen and Eved's going to go free if his master cuts them off. But he still will need to get Shechur from his master. Different Rabbi Shmuel, that's what Rabbi Shmuel says. Whereas Rameir, Rameir says, he doesn't need to get Shechur. And Rabbi Lazar, he would need to get Shechur. Rabbi Tarfan, Rabbi Tarfan says he doesn't need. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says he does need. And the ones that were Machriya, what the Pshad is. In front of the Chachamim, they said that it seems to be what Rabbi Tarfan is saying is correct, that he does not need to get Shechur when this happens only when it's his tooth or eye that gets knocked out, because the Tyra speaks about this Befeirosh, the only thing the Tyra mentions is Shane and eye and tooth and eye. Whereas with David Rabbi Kiva, we're going to go with Rabbi Kiva that says that he would need to get Shechur, Bishari Varim, when we're dealing with other Rashi Varim, like fingers and toes, because it's a Knas Chachamim, so he would still need to get Shechur. The Gemara just pauses and asks, Knas? What are you saying it's a Knas? It's a Pasuk that's Darshan that tells us that an Evid goes free when one of the Rashi Varim are cut off. So we say, you write, since it's a Medrash Chachamim, we're going to pass on like Rabbi Kiva and not like Rabbi Tarfin in that case. And the Gemara continues. Who asks the following question? In Eved, the only thing he's lacking is a Get Shechur. As again, for example, his master was Mafker him, so the only thing he's missing is a Get Shechur. Is he still allowed to eat Truma if his master is a Kayin? What are the two sides of the coin? Kenyan Kaspai Merchman of High Lav Kenyan Kaspai Hu. The Tyre says an Eved's allowed to eat Truma because he's Kenyan Kaspai. He was acquired by the master. And now this fellow is not Kenyan Kaspai anymore. He's not considered to be owned by the master because the master freed him. Or, get shechur, or perhaps since he's lacking the get shechur, so there's not a full severance in between the master and the Eved, Kenyan Kaspai Karina Bay, maybe in some form he's still considered Kenyan Kaspai. So Gemara says, Tashma, Da'amar Rav Mishashia, Rav Mishashia says as follows, We have a Kayhanes, and she had a baby, and a Shifcha of hers also had a baby, and these two babies got mixed up. So we don't know which one is the Kayan and which one's the Eved. They're allowed to eat Truma, and that's because even the Eved of a Kayan is allowed to eat Truma, so both of them are allowed to eat Truma. However, both of them are only allowed to get one portion at the Gairin, at the Truma distribution point, and that's because we know that the Eved of a Kayin is not allowed to receive Truma at the distribution point by himself. He has to be with his master, and the reason for this is because the Chum were afraid that if the Eved picked up Truma himself, people would see him at the Gairin and assume that he's actually a Kayin. So therefore, these two kids that got mixed up have to both be at the Gairin together, and they're only allowed to get one portion, because again, we don't know which one is the Eved and which one's the Kayin. Once these two kids that got mixed up grow up, they have to free each other, because we don't know which one's the Eved and which one's the Kayin, so they both have to free each other. But what do we see from here? That this fellow who still hasn't received his get shechur yet, he hasn't been fully freed, he's still allowed to eat truma. The Gemara says, what do you mean? Hachi hash, is it really so? Is that a good comparison? Hasam, over there in this case, the kids get mixed up. Im yav if Eliyahu comes, the Yomar B'chad Minayuan says about one of these children, the Eved who, that he's an Eved, Kenyan Kaspa Karina Bay. Of course, he's considered the Kenyan Kesef of the Kayin because he's a full-fledged Eved. We just don't know right now who the Eved is, but he's definitely considered a full-fledged Eved. But Hach over here in our case, where the Eved was freed, he just didn't receive a get shechur yet, Lav Kenyan we could say that he's for sure not Kenyan Kesef of the master anymore because the master freed him. He just didn't give him his get shechur, but he's still freed, so he's not the Kenyan Kesef of the master, so he wouldn't be allowed to eat truma. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with more avid cases. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.